ladies and gentlemen. This next reviewer discussion is scheduled for one podcast. Join Chris Vint and Mike Lacey as they make up the dynamic team of WrestleShock. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of WrestleShock Reviews. I'm your host Chris Vint. Uh, unfortunately Mike Lacey isn't here again but fear not. Um, you'll not get to listen to my dulcet tones the whole way. I do have a guest reviewer um, to review a special DVD. Um, so uh, yeah, um, this one here I've got a, um, a fan request one um, from my good friend Paul York Spanner on various um, wrestling forums uh, and live chats things things like that. Um, so I've um, taken it upon myself to do one of Spanner's um, requests. The first one that um, I'll be reviewing though will be one that um, thankfully I got from silvervision.co.uk um, Everything seems to be fine there now. At the time of recording this, um, you could um, do pre-orders for WrestleMania 28 now again. Uh, they will be putting up more um, pre-orders and stuff there. So thankfully, it looks like everything is hunky-dory there. I know it was a bit of a uh, bit of a bad time for them. And if anything, they helped them clear out a lot of their old stock. You know, with uh, prices heavily reduced. Um, so yeah, um, great to see them back in business. Everything a okay. I know what it's be- I know what it's like from my own point of view. You know, working for game and the amount of stuff that was happening there, which was just crazy. I didn't have a clue what was going on. So glad to see that everything sorted out with SilverVision.co.uk. One of the best places to go and get your wrestling uh, DVDs or Blu-rays, in my opinion, anyway. And I don't think many people will argue with that. Uh, speedy delivery. I order something on a Wednesday and it arrives the next day, which is just fantastic stuff okay so the first dvd slash blu-ray i'm going to review is this wrestlemania where superstars can solidify their legacies but to realize this dream they must go through this structure the last opportunity to main event wrestlemania an unpredictable environment born from shattered bodies and crushed souls you look on the faces of these superstars you see fear trepidation almost an unknowing of what to expect reminding those who enter that men are merely flesh and bones these men are playing russian roulette for their careers a match where the odds against a champion are never higher six times the championship has changed hands and survival is just the beginning welcome to the belly of the beast 12 superstars Relentless championship battles. Are these men willing to go through the headline WrestleMania? Two matches that can change course at any time. Only one in six that you're actually going to be able to win that matchup. No one knows what will happen. No one leaves the elimination chamber the same. But at this moment, one thing's for sure: championships and legacies will be at stake. Exit the chamber with the championship. Enter WrestleMania as champion. Tonight, the road to WrestleMania goes through the elimination. 
Yes, that's right, the Elimination Chamber 2012. Obviously, we have the Royal Rumble, which was one that was done on the last um, podcast. Um, and this one here, Elimination Chamber. So, we have Royal Rumble, January this year, also January, February time, uh, depending on whenever it is. Um, so, yeah, um, silvervision.co.uk, as per normal, the the Blu-ray price is actually the RRP is 19.99. You don't get it for that. You save eight pounds off the price, which is 11.99. Uh, the code for that is WWEBD1354. Uh, approximate running time four hours two minutes. If, however, you want to go for the DVD, you actually get a pound cheaper. You get it for 10.99, and the code for that is WWE1354. So make sure to head over to silvervision.co.uk to check that out. So yeah, some stuff here. Um, we'll go over. Um, obviously, Elimination Chamber, uh, one of their inverted commas gimmick pay-per-views, which they seem to be doing a lot more of now. You know, with Money in the Bank, Hell in a Cell, that kind of stuff. You know, it seemed to be a case of TNA um, were ones that seemed to be doing it, and now it seems to be a case of WWE seems to be utilising that. Thankfully, we only have two chamber matches in this because I think having more than two. Um, would be a bit much. So the first match we have is Kofi Kingston versus Chris Jericho versus Dolph Ziggler versus CM Punk versus The Miz versus R Truth um, for the WWE Championship. Now going into this, the um, on the trailer you would have heard before that the um, belt has changed six times at Elimination Chamber, six or seven times. Um, so there was very very a a very low success rate of champions going and defend their belts and then headlining WrestleMania. Um, a pretty stellar one for this here, um, apart from R-Truth, which I didn't understand why he was in this. I've never really been a fan of R-Truth. Kofi Kingston, I don't mind. And obviously the other four, Jericho, Ziggler, Punk, Miz, their, um, their wrestling skills kind of speak for themselves. Obviously this is whenever Chris Jericho was coming back, you know, with his um, sparkly jacket. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, show-off, CM Punk was the WWE Championship and The Miz obviously headlined last year's Wrestlemania and unfortunately this was the last time we see him in a big event like that obviously we see him in Wrestlemania and the team um, Johnny thing um, but we don't really see him that much now you know like he's getting squashed by Brutus Clay and all that kind of stuff so uh, very good match Um, both of these are very very stellar matches Um, a couple of things to pick off is obviously um Punk retains the belt. Um, he actually comes out of this. He actually starts the match and finishes the match, which is really, really good. Um, the big thing that uh, happens to Jericho is that uh, Jericho eliminates somebody. Um, I think it's I think it's our truth or the Miz. Uh, I can't remember who it is. And um, Jericho, uh, the doors open and Punk um, kicks him on the side of the head, and he actually hits the door and falls down and. Um, has you know lies down on the ground. Um, they can't get any um response out of him, so they have to eliminate him from the match. Um, which was the first time that that's ever happened. Uh, it's normally a case of you know, um, people either hi- hiding back in their chambers, or if it's like the big show or someone like that, which we'll get on to later on. You know, they 
chuck them through the plexiglass, you know, which is bulletproof, but it's not Big Show proof. So maybe they should um, have a look at that. Uh, but yeah, a really, really stellar match there. Um, obviously, the Elimination Chamber, the two matches, uh, it, uh, you know, year on pay-per-view, year on pay-per-view um, since um, it started in, I think we're going to say 2008, 2007. Um, let's see here. Well, it wouldn't be 2007 because there is no Elimination Chamber, Chris, if you would pay attention. Uh, I've got to say 2008 then. Um, since that started then um, it's quite a good pay-per-view thing to do I would love for them to do Elimination Chamber if they were to get rid of this I would love them to do Elimination Chamber match at um, Wrestlemania to try and replace the Money in the Bank match so we go on then for Santino Morella prepares for Elimination Chamber um, yeah it's very much like Rocky-esque um, however the music that they're playing isn't Rocky music it's actually Eugene's music um, you could just you could just pick that up you know obviously they've changed it a little bit and Santino's drinking the full eggs and throwing that up which was charming we then see uh, John Cena in the Hard Knocks gym um, for this here you know like a lot of people from OVW or Florida Championship wrestling whatever it's called now um you know just saying that he likes to come in there and relax you know if he's had a rubbish day or whatever uh we have the wwe divas championship match which is the only time that i've seen this woman um in the match which is tamina snooker um against beth phoenix but tamina's music i don't know why but it always remind it reminded me of some, um, some music from donkey kong I, I, I honestly don't know why but just whenever i heard her music that's all i could think of was that um Divas Championship matches are what they are. Not something that I personally sit down and watch all the time. Um, there's only been a handful of them that I've actually watched and really enjoyed. And unfortunately, this was one that I kind of, while I was doing something else uh, and just paying it no attention, I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, so we see Santino Morella Contreras is, continues his preparation for the Elimination Chamber, um, which is him punching a hanging bag of meat. Which is just fantastic. Uh, Josh Matthews interviews Chris Jericho about him coming the um, the uh, the the WWE champion. You know, like um, that's just after he's actually just sitting there and the doctors are shining lights in his eyes and getting no response. And he says that you know we'll maybe come back to him later on. Uh, John Laurinaitis petitions to become the permanent general manager of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. This is very weird because he comes out with David Otunga and then Del Rio comes out and says that, you know, he should be the permanent manager of Raw and SmackDown and basically says that Teddy Long doesn't do a good enough job. Uh, then Mark Henry comes out and says the same, Mark, uh, Teddy Long's a bully. Um, you know, he doesn't know one thing from the other, which is very strange since, you know, Ted Long used to manage him, but anyway. And then Christian comes out um, and basically just says the same thing. Uh, this is obviously the lead up to then the, the um, Team Johnny versus Team Teddy match at WrestleMania. Um, David Otunga poses, um, takes pictures and kind of goofs about and puts himself in the picture and all this, which was just... Uh, good way to waste like 5-10 minutes and Santino Morello's final preparation for Elimination Chamber which is him running upstairs uh, take of that what you will um, 
Josh Matthews interviews the Big Show. This is obviously before Big Show turned heel. You know, he's still very, you know, like I, I'm going to win this. You know, uh, f- um, makes uh, makes it known of his WrestleMania track record. The fact that he's not been the best. You know, like he always seems to um, choke at the big events and that kind of thing. So then we have the Elimination Chamber match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, Wade Barrett, Daniel Bryan, Santino Morella, um, which obviously was put in after he won a Royal Rumble after Randy Orton was taken out of that due to him having a concussion. Uh, put in concussions and uh, inverted commas if you want. Big Show and the Great Cali. I honestly don't understand why they keep putting Cali, especially in matches like this. Uh, whenever they have other people that they could utilize, you could have put maybe Jack Swagger in this. Uh, you could have put maybe uh, Drew McIntyre, who was obviously in the last year's one. Um, you do have some other people that you could have used in this year. Goodness sake, even if you had Santino Morella in this, why not put Zack Ryder in it? Um, but it is what it is. He doesn't really do much. He does a couple of moves, and then thankfully he's um, taken out, and uh, that's him. Yeah, away he goes. Um, a really, really, really good show in here by all the competitors, part of the Great Cully. Uh Big show, usually, you know, dominant uh, in these here. Uh, brilliant whenever Daniel Bryan is actually in his chamber, and the Big Show actually starts ripping the 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 links up um above it and you know then dropping down and beating Daniel Bryan up and then Daniel Bryan actually escapes the chamber because uh, the timers just went off uh Wade Barrett great showing a uh, uh, real shame that he got injured um before WrestleMania um because he was gathering real momentum apart from his theme ch- song which I can't stand but uh, don't seem to be the only one Cody Rhodes great to see him in a main event like this here as well with some top players um, comes down at the end to Santino Morella versus Daniel Bryan the crowd is going nuts for Santino and really really wants Santino to um, win this match um, unfortunately he doesn't Bryan wins and retains uh, championship to uh, head off to WrestleMania. Uh, after he's won that, um, then uh, Sheamus comes down to obviously make his feelings known that um, he's going to challenge Brian for the the belt at WrestleMania. Great, great match. Um, the only the only problem I have with this and the one before it is one of the participants, whether it be R Truth or Great Khali. Um, I would put R Truth in this elimination match, chamber match over Great Khali any day, but. Uh, that's just the way it is. Then we have Hornswoggle cuts the cheese, which is a, a horrible, horrible, should be horrible cuts the cheese. Um, backstage segment with uh, Natal- Natalia, I was going to say Natalie there, Natalia um, cutting the cheese and just, uh, r- real fart humour going on here. Then we have a United States Championship match, Jack Swagger versus Justin Gabriel. You know, fair enough. Uh, good match um, Jack Swagger obviously retains this um, and then the ambulance match John Cena versus Kane I'll be honest I'm not a huge John Cena fan you probably know that uh, I'm not the biggest Kane fan sorry Chris uh, if you're listening who um, big Mr. Big Red 1990 on YouTube um, not a big fan of Kane's unfortunately so this was a match that I skipped um, because I, I just I just didn't want to watch it. Very strange that that was the one that actually closed the show. Um, 
So we have some special features. Josh Matthews interviews the winner of the Elimination Chamber match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Blu-ray exclusive content. Monday Night Raw. Shawn Michaels returns to the WWE. John Cena rescues Eve. Non-title match. CM Punk versus The Miz. And John Cena apologizes to Zack Ryder. And you also have Randy Orton meets with Teddy Long. Non-title match. Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. And Elimination Chamber Wild Card Battle Royal, which is obviously the one that um, Santino wins. Uh, but yeah, a good good pay per view. Um, this is a lot. Th- this would be the best pay per view of 2012 that's currently available on the market. The Royal Rumble I watched, and you've heard my feelings. If not, um, it's on the podcast just before this. Um, yeah, this one here kind of is a stronger pay per view than the Royal Rumble. Uh, the Royal Rumble match itself was probably, uh, in my opinion, one of the worst um, Royal Rumbles. Um, whenever you look at the likes of 2001 or even 2007 which was the most star-studded one um, <clears throat> but that's that's just the way that is um, so that's my thoughts on the Elimination Chamber match um, and the DVDs, uh, Blu-ray etc so um, yeah I said at the start of the show we had a, a guest reviewer um, obviously you would have heard on our Wrestlemania special um I had an interview with uh, Haley Stewart, ex Swanton Girly X on YouTube, or Haley the Tiny on Twitter. Uh, she'll pl- plug herself towards the end of the show. Um, I've asked Haley, and I've also asked another gentleman um, whether they would like to be part of WrestleShock and be like guest reviewers. If it's something you would like to do, feel free to certainly send me an email at vinto316 at gmail.com. Even send me a brief um, five minute. Uh, mp3 file with a review of a dvd that you particularly like um, try to make sure you plug silver vision if it is available there um, or if you're in america you know plug amazon.com how much it was etc or just send me an email saying hey chris i'm really up for this i have tons of wrestling dvds would you like to give me one to do i'll certainly give you one to then review um, if you want to do that that's fine um yeah so hilly stewart um is reviewing a DVD that's close to her heart. Um, so sit back, relax, and uh, at the end of this here, I'll come back and review the DVD that Paul Spanner York um, asked me to review. So uh, enjoy, guys. Obviously, she got her start from her looks, but she really had the drive and the ambition to get in there in the ring and just mix it up. She's kick-ass. Trisha's success comes from within. She wants to have it. She loves this business. She's always on the go, always going forward. I think Trish has a tremendous future in this business. I think she hasn't even uh, touched the surface of where she's going or what she's going to accomplish. Trish has everything that a sports entertainment fan would want. She is beautiful, she's smart, and athletic. I mean, you know, she's uh, not afraid of anything. She's already been women's champion a a couple of times. I think there's a lot more great things ahead for her. She's very driven. You have to be driven. And, you know, if you compare her against other WWE superstars, like Rock, Rock's very driven. I see that similar trait with Trish. I think Trish has been wonderfully successful because she wouldn't have it any other way. The only goal that I want to attain is that I can always go out there and entertain the fans. And I'm constantly challenging myself. You know, going out there and just entertaining. If I'm doing that, I'm happy. As long as I'm delivering satisfaction, I should be good.
guys, it's Haley. I'm here to give my very first DVD review today for the wonderful WrestleShock podcast. And as you may have heard by my entrance theme tune there, um, it is actually the Trish Stratus DVD. It's Trish Stratus 100% Satisfaction Guaranteed. Now, I always said my first DVD review I do, want to do, I had to do a D- Diva DVD review. It's really hard to say. Um, so I picked Trish because Trish... Um, such an important part of the Divas division, Joe seven times women's champion and all that. And also because I don't have the later DVD. So um, that's what you're greeted by in the menu entrance. Her theme song has got this lovely montage, Joe, of Trish, Joe coming out to her theme music and some match highlights and stuff in the wee montage. And you have your menu, Joe, you have your play, your languages, your extra features. But um, I just clicked play and went straight into the DVD. Now the first thing she talks about in the DVD is her family and um, it was really nice because they had like her family coming on and talking about her Joe when she was younger Joe she's always like a tomboy Joe she used to have tag team matches with her cousins um, Joe just up in the bed Joe just throwing them down in the bed and wrestling and stuff and she actually quoted Joe that um, she watched Wendy Richer, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan I think she actually said um, no one Joe any wrestling fan at that point um, wasn't inspired by Hulk Hogan, Joe. He was the big thing then and all that. And then they were talking about Joe, how she was always athletic, a tomboy, she used to play football, Joe, she always used to be on all these sports. And the family were actually saying, Joe, how such a pretty wee girl, how she could be such a tomboy, Joe. They were sitting going, Joe, you're so pretty, you could be doing this and this and this. But Trish just wanted to be athletic, she wanted to do all that. Always got her homework done before she went out. And that's where it led into her going into med school. And then as soon as she completed med school, then a strike happened. They were cutting down jobs and stuff. So she then had to go and work in a gym. Um, so she talked a bit about that and how working in a gym led to her modelling. And I'm sure all the boys know about her muscle mag modeling. I'm sure there's not many who haven't seen those muscle mags. Um, and how she then, as a model, went on to a show called Off the Record. And that's where she got started getting involved in WWE, how she was founded on that, all that. <laughs> and then she tells some good wee stories, show just about like backstage and stuff and how... Um, the first time Drew was backstage, Mick Foley actually came up and asked her for an autograph and how she trained with Ron Hutchinson. Now that was really nice because it was nice to see her getting started out in the ring, Joe, not just a DVD just throwing you into her first match. It was nice just to see the build up to her actually debuting on TV, not just the debut and then all the matches. It was showing her training outside the ring. Um, all that, and then it went into her debut with Test and Albert scouting them, and then in between the DVD, it kept jumping back to wee bits to her backstage and my backstage and stuff, and how she chooses her outfits and how Joe, her typical outfit, Joe, what she got recognised for was the jacket, the chew top, the cowboy hat, and the mini skirt. Everyone at the start that was Trish Stratus. With the cowboy hats, mini skirts, and stuff, and then goes on to manage in TNA. And she actually talks about her first promo she cut, which I thought was really nice actually because you don't hear many of them talking, especially because she was a diva. Most of the divas nowadays don't 
get a chance to talk, don't get a chance to work on their mic skills. One of the people, actually, I'm just going to jump into normal WWE now, who I think is brilliant in the mic for a diva is Maxine. Maxine has got an amazing mic skill set, and I'll just say that. Um, but yeah, she, Trish talks about her first promo and how she was so nervous and how she was so scared and she didn't know what to say and she choked. And how Jerry Lawler actually came to her after and said, you look like you're a deer caught in headlights. So it's nice to see that Joe, she wasn't always perfect. Joe, she had to work at this stuff and that she didn't get it right first time round and she had to keep building up. And then there was the Dudleys, the whole Dudley feud, um, the whole Bubba Trish obsession. And I'm sure all you boys have seen the tables promos, which I ended up cringing at. And I think I actually fast forwarded that bit in the DVD because I was just like, no... This is not for me, but um, yeah, boys, there's snippets of the change and the tables promos between Trish and Bubba. And on the extras, there's the whole promos if you really, really want to watch them. And that went on to Backlash, Joe, the Bubba kiss and her amazing bump through the table. And she says that was the point where everyone in the... WWE, WWF, um, saw at that point that she was willing to put her body on the line like a girl, like a diva, willing to go through a table and take that bump. She said she was sore but she wouldn't not do it if she went back. And then it went on to the Fence and Trish era and the match with Stephanie and that was Trish's first single match as in No Way Out 2001 so it was great to sort of see snippets of that. Didn't give you the whole match but um, it gave you parts of it and then went on to some of her more embarrassing moments such as the bucket moment with Stephanie getting down and barking like a dog for Vince McMahon and then the payback at Wrestlemania which was slapping Vince and then it went on it went on to a different Way, went in a different direction and she started talking about the WWE photo shoots. Now I love seeing the WWE photo shoots just because I'm interested in doing their poses and stuff and maybe what outfits they're wearing. So it's nice to not have to think about that, Joe, how they do it. Like I've always wondered how they do the photo shoots and these were the ones where Joe maybe they were out um in this Joe at the beach or the sea or somewhere else doing the photo shoots. So it was nice to see like behind the scenes like the photographers there and all the divas like it was really really nice to hear that like all the divas talking about Trish and talking about how they loved they always wanted to be on the photo shoot with Trish because she just brought something new and she was always so fun so um, yeah they did that and they went through each diva and it just kept going back to snippets of Trish to posing in different areas and stuff now you boys would really love that there's a lot of photo shoot montages and images in there that I'm sure you would like. And then it went on to um, November 2001, which was her first championship match against Ivory. Um, she actually won that match, um, which gave her her first championship, so it was nice to see that. It was nice to see how she got that first match and how she actually did win in the end. And then she talks a bit about training, which is really good, especially for girls you know, who are looking to hear what the trainer trainer like do what Trish does to keep her body that way and keep her athletic in the ring and how much she has to go through and then she hurt her ankle um, so it sort of 
goes off a wee bit and talks about how she coped after hurting her ankle due she wasn't allowed in the ring. She had to rehab it. So she actually ended up being a co-host for the X XS show with Coach. And that's how she talked about how that made her more comfortable talking. Joe, she said she's really nervous again going into that. But after building that up, after so many months, Joe, after hurting her ankle, she really felt that her mic skills had... Joe come, Joe should um, really build them up and she felt really comfortable talking and how it made her comfortable in front of the camera as well. And then um, she goes on to talk about Fit Finley. Now Fit Finley's from Belfast, which is where we are, so I really loved hearing about Fit Finley and um, how he trains them and how he helps them out. Um, again, yeah, it was nice seeing them, Joe training backstage and what they do in the ring to train them for Joe the shows. Joe, not you don't see that very often. We're not allowed to see that nowadays. So it's nice just for them to go through it and Joe show how the girls actually trained, how they do spotted matches, how they made up their match choreography. Um, and then there's the six pack challenge survivor series, um, which is where she won her first title. And then there's just yeah loads of backstage segments throughout the DVD, which sort of broke it up a wee bit for me. Joe, as much as I loved hearing about everything, I didn't want it all just to be matches, all about her matches and all about this. So it was nice to see the wee backstage segments. Joe, where she took us into the Davis locker room, which again a lot of us wouldn't get to see nowadays because. They're very, they don't let fans backstage at all. So it's nice to see the Divas Locker Room, what it's like, and how they're organising the Divas Locker Room with drawers and stuff. And then it went on to the big Lita versus Trish saga, um, with Lita and The Rock versus Trish and Triple H, the whole Triple H Trish moment. Um, Jazz versus Trish building up the championship, which was a hardcore match, which was brilliant to see. I loved seeing all the hardcore because that was, Joe, um, some of the most amazing stuff with the girls and then Molly versus Trish um, one of the persons she said she felt most comfortable in the ring with and then it went on to Victoria versus Trish and that was them getting hardcore and that was the first chair shot a woman ever took and it was the very first hardcore match for the women's title and the first ever women's straight fight now that match is amazing um, I believe they have it on the match list on the DVD and if you get a chance to watch it it's an amazing match it just shows how much the women could do and that they could keep up with the men like I really enjoyed that match so definitely if you don't have the DVD check it out on YouTube or if you can just find it just watch it because it's absolutely amazing um, and then it goes back and Stone Cold appears and he, he's joking with um, Trish which is really nice to see because um, Mostly it's just about her and yeah, maybe you have a few of the divas talking, but it was nice just to have a backstage segment. Joe out of character, you're Joe she's not Trish Stratus, this Joe the woman's champion, she's just there with Stone Cold and they're joking and making Booker T references, Joe Fat Tam, Fat Tam and just him giving her honest advice and it was really nice just to see a nice honest meet up backstage where they're just talking and joking and it's not really for the camera, it's just them talking. And then they have the WrestleMania, Joe, they go into WrestleMania 18, it's in Toronto, it's Trish. Um, so yeah, it was really nice to hear, see all that. And then she just goes on to talk about um, matches and Joe, she's pretty honest when it comes down to her talking. Um, she does tell it like it is, so she says, yeah, 
because of WWE, I did get a lot of opportunities. So she's not gonna lie. So she got Mad TV. Um, she got into Mad TV, which was hilarious. Uh, just in that segment, the DVD. And then how about Toronto, Canada? How she got on fashion magazines in Toronto, Canada? How she was voted one of the top women in Toronto, Canada? And how she got into the Much Music Awards? That was with Chris Jericho. And I believe there's a funny part on the extras as well um, about Trish and Chris. Um, and then talking about how she got Diva of the Decade and shows you a snippet from that. And then it went on to Fan Access. And it was great seeing Fan Access again because to WrestleMania and <laughs> me going to WrestleMania. So it was really nice to see Fan Access and just her interacting with the fans, the fans talking about her. Um, she... Joe signing autographs, giving hugs, just talking. It was nice just to see her out of Rochelle again. And then it goes on to see um, Joe to get thoughts from all the other superstars, such as Mick Foley, Stone Cold, Jerry the King Lawler, Joe, all those ones, um, Ron Simmons, just talking about Trish and giving, again, their honest opinions on her and what, what they think. And then just at the end, there's some nice wee words from Trish about Joe and her dream and Joe don't give up and stuff. So that was the main DVD. It, there's a lot in there, and I've probably talked about most of it, which I'm really sorry about. Um, but you really do have to see it to get what I'm talking about, if you know what I mean. But there is some extra features. There's Trish moments and promos. There's table tips, which is the Bubba and Trish stuff. Um, Trish and Triple H moments. Um, the hot tub, where she's talking to Mr. McMahon, and more. And then there's the Trish matches, which is the mud match of... Stacey Keebler, the Chicago Street Fight with Victoria, her WrestleMania 18 match um, versus um, her title match versus Jazz at Insurrection. There's also some special features such as her house tour, which is really nice. It's nice to look around her house and see where she actually lives. Not that I'm going to go stalk her, but um, it is nice to see how WWE Diva lives and what she has in her house, what she collects. And then there's Internet Babe of the Year. Um, one and seven, and then her, her, her uh, there's her Raw magazine shoot, which is also really nice, and her SummerSlam commercial, which is, if you guys remember, I'm sure you guys remember, she's in the ice cream truck, and she asks one scoop or two, <laughs> and then there's some more, and that's just Dave of the Decade speech, um, it's just her acceptance speech, um, which is really nice, behind the scenes at Much Music Awards, which is hilarious, it's with Chris Jericho, and, um, I believe they're opening gift packages. Um, there's Mad TV behind the scenes, which is very funny. There's Lola, Terry, and Ron telling stories about Trish, um, which are nice insights into Trish's life and how she was a diva and stuff and what everyone's opinions were on her. And then the last one is the making of the DVD, which is quite nice. So, yeah, guys, that's my full review for um, Trish Strauss's DVD. Um, the extra features are brilliant. I love the special ones as well, especially the house tour. It's really nice. And the DVD, I just really loved it because it really gave me a better insight into Trish Stratus, seven-time women champion. I wish they'd bring out a new one just to sort of highlight her career even more. I know they probably won't because WWE doesn't really like their divas. But um, it's a great wee DVD just to watch quickly on a Friday night or over the Seeing how things went down, the backstage segments were a great insight on what Joe is behind the scenes. 
um, especially her moments with um, her moment with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was really happy to see that. So yeah, guys, um, that is it. I hope you pick up the Trish Strauss DVD. It is a cute wee thing, and I'm sure the boys would love most of the stuff on it, such as the hot tub scene, the photo shoot montages. And all that. So, um, yeah, I'm Healy. And um, if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter. If you have any questions or want to hear more about the Trish Dress DVD, I'm at Healy the Tiny, and Healy is H A Y L E Y. And you can also um, message me on YouTube. I am X Swanton Girly X. I don't do DVD figure reviews on there, but I do collect figures and I do talk about a lot. Actually, um, I do figure, and I, maybe I'll start doing DVD reviews. Whoever knows. <laughs> if this goes down well, I'll do DVD reviews online, but it's not really my thing. So, yeah, um, keep in tune and um, enjoy WrestleShock. The guys are amazing. And, um, yeah, have a nice day, guys. And I shall see you all soon. Bye, guys. One situation that I hear a lot about, even now, 20-some-odd years later, whatever it was, um, where we actually rented a camera crew, paid him with the understanding that it wasn't going to be pretty, and explained why he was there shooting it, kind of like from the backseat of a car, waiting for Dusty's car to go by, and then we followed him. And we followed Dusty down to Jim Crockett's office. It was like a hit. I mean, it was like they were making a hit on a mafia, ahead of the mafia, you know. So I pull in. Dusty jumped up. And I get jumped. Very ambushing. And pulled up in the parking lot behind him where he couldn't get out and, and then basically um, mugged him. And they started whipping on me like crazy. And we proceeded to beat the hell out of him and broke his arm that time. Tied him to a truck, baseball batted it. We blacked out the screen. Yes, so welcome back, folks. I uh, just decided to put in there the trailer for um, the DVD that I'll be talking about now, which is Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen. Uh, one that's been out for quite a while. Um, well, two years, thereabouts. No, 2007, actually. Beg your pardon. Um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant DVD. Um, obviously, this is the third kind of autobiography one that we have Ric Flair in. Well, second, sorry. We have the Ultimate Ric Flair Collection, which is just like kind of his history of matches. Uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair, Definitive Collection, and then this here, um, which is a fantastic set. Um, we hear from all... Pretty much all incarnations of the horseman, which we'll, I'll touch on in a minute or two. So we kind of start off with, uh, um, there's just different chapters here. Obviously it's a two disc set, um, so with that there you can actually um, have some matches and stuff like that from NWA to WCW. Um, obviously the four horsemen were never a part of the WWE. Um, 
the likes of um, Arne Anderson and Tully Blanchard were as the brain busters, but as a collective whole, the four horsemen were never there. Uh, so we have Ric Flair discovers Arne Anderson. Um, so just the fact that whenever he saw Arne wrestle, you know, like he um, thought very highly of him. Obviously, he still does today. Um, got him called up to um, NWA. Um, and that's wherever they said that um, even Ollie Anderson commented that the fact that he looked like a um, younger version of himself so that's how they came up with the surname Anderson very much like the fact that Rob Van Damme was called that there because he looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme that kind of thing um, then Nature Boy Ric Flair's family ties a new ally Tully Blanchard um, so we see Tully getting more involved into the four into um tagging with them you know like sometimes um Arn and um Ole would tag uh, and occasionally they would have um Tully um as the third man uh that way they would actually um they actually knew that they were gelling well together uh it was something that then um it could put a lot of money on you know that that they they seem to flow well together and adding Ric Flair to that mix um obviously um seemed to pay of the way, you know, for our future with the likes of DX, NW, uh, Jim Ross makes a comment that without the Four Horsemen there'd sure no be, not be any NW or Degeneration X, which is fair comment. Uh, villains Unite against the Rising Heroes, so that's kind of against uh, Dusty Rhodes, uh, Magnum TA, sorry I was going to say Magnum PI, but they didn't fight Tom Selleck um, against um, him. He was an up... Uh, upcoming star uh, had a terrible car accident which unfortunately um, ended his career um, you see him talk on this and there's another set I think it's the NWA one um, if I could find what it's called uh, right well anyway move, moving on uh, kind of go on against him and him and uh, Dusty Rhodes spectacular legacy of AWA that one um, him and Dusty Rhodes uh, kind of ta- team up as well um, American Dr- Dream Destroyed you would have heard there there was a little clip beforehand of Arn talking about uh, the inverted commas hit uh, that they did on Dusty Rhodes outside Jim Crockett's um, office which it's uh, you, certainly times have changed from then to now uh, the likes of that there you wouldn't get away with nowadays and if you did there would be a lot of um, parents or whatever complaining to um, the, co- the wrestling companies um, after JJ Dillon, um, JJ did everything for them. You know, picked their flights. You know, picked their hotels. He was truly what a manager was. Um, very articulate man. Um, added something extra to the group. Um, very much like the Road Warriors had uh, Paul Ellering. Um, this was their version of that. You know, like in um, JJ Dillon. Um, he was Tully's manager first and foremost. I think once Tully got rid of um, the female manager, um, whose name escapes me, uh, the creation of the Four Horsemen. Um, so that's whenever they were all doing a interview, and uh, Arn said said something like, um, "You have to go back to the, um, you know, to the apocalypse. You know, whenever the Four Horsemen of the apocalypse and put up the four fingers like I'm doing now, like you all probably are." Um, or maybe not um, and said about that there and Tony Schiavone said you've just 
stumbled across something you guys named yourself and it fits it's cool um and that's it wasn't a case of you know like it didn't come out of an office it didn't come out of anyone else it came out of arn anderson's mouth and that's how they came up with the name the four horsemen very very cool name have to, has to be said uh the original gang they just talk about obviously the four of them you know like they're they're they were best friends they traveled together they partied together etc you know i think flair said that he was traveling for maybe it was like 320 340 days out of the year and obviously he had his young son then so um you know led a very carefree lifestyle but flair comments that you know like if he was making 500 dollars at a show he spent 700 you know he spent more money than he was actually making um but you know it just went with a lifestyle that kind of thing um which was the lifestyle of the um, horseman. Ole out, uh, Luger in. Uh, Ole was kind of not around as much and kind of replaced him with Lex Luger. If you listen to um, What a Maneuver podcast, uh, they all they say about Lex Luger is that he was in terrific shape. Moving on, Ric Flair and Precious. Um, this is whenever Flair something to do with he wants them to become the manager and or something or he wants to go on a date with her and um if he wins a match or something that'll happen and uh it's it's quite a funny segment that um he's in a hotel room with jj dylan jj's going to hide in the cupboard and or the wardrobe and not make a noise and you see the silhouette of a woman coming in and he goes to take the jacket off the woman and turns around flattens flair and it's uh ronnie garvin rugged ronnie garvin as we'd soon be known uh, and then chases jj out to the um pool area where jj falls and gets pushed in the pool um war games this is where you see jj um get i, th- I can't remember who it was whether it was luger who turned on the horseman i can't remember um maybe it was after that um, but JJ lands awkwardly and he has still like a bump on his shoulder um, so this is obviously war games that had like uh, Legion of Doom that kind of or Road Warrior star. sorry so we're knowing them Arn and Tully the tag team winning the tag belts you know you would have them it seemed to be in a monopoly very much like Evolution later on you know it was a case of they would have like all the four belts uh, Lex out and Barry Windham in um, Barry seems to be one of the unsung heroes with the four horsemen obviously now it was a case of at, at WrestleMania 28 the night before in the Hall of Fame um, he was one of the four um, inducted in the Hall of Fame which was good to see uh, very underrated um Obviously, you still had your main three there in Flair, Arn and Tully, and Barry Windham. Um, Arn and Tully then leave to go to WWE. Um, troubled times, you know, like there's a lot of. Um, whenever Flair was in WWE, uh, then as soon as they came up, he didn't know they were coming and he went back and uh, just kept missing each other. Um, then Kendall William Windham, sorry. Um, became a four horseman which really didn't um, unfortunately from now on there's maybe one or two that fit in but you know since Ollie left they haven't really uh, since Barry sorry um, you know there's been a case of they haven't really found somebody then um, to you know to steady the ship as it were uh, with Rick Flair being the nucleus you know once Flair went to WWE four horsemen were kind of done that didn't really carry on without it um jj dylan leaves um which um 
then leaves the door open for a hero Matsuda to come in. Um, Flair says he was a lovely fella, but uh, didn't speak a word of English. And terrible booking. This was done by the you know the booking office, you know the bookers, uh, which was terrible. Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. You all know about Ricky Steamboat, his rivalry with Ric Flair, how great they are. If you haven't, either buy the um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, a dragon story or whatever it's called. I should really look at these before. Ricky Steamboat, the life life story of the dragon or the ultimate, um, the definitive Ric Flair collection and watch a couple of them. Masterclass. Um, Sting, Sting then joins the Four Horsemen but it's kind of done as a swerve. Um, you know, he joins for a horseman and um he, they're Flair and Flair and Sting are teaming and then Flair turns back on them. Sid Vicious then joins and th- this is just uh, terrible, you know, like um Arn gets stabbed, you know, something like sixteen times by Flair by Flair by uh v- Sid Vicious, um Double A um, has to be taken to the hospital and stuff, um, and just horrible, you know, very egotistical man, uh, just out for himself. Obviously, if you're in a group, you should be watching what each other's back. That's what teamwork is all about. Um, but it's a horrible, horrible time. Um, not one of the worst four horsemen, um, and we'll touch on the other one later on. Um, that's obviously the. Arn and Sid confrontation. Arn versus Flair kind of have the two fight each other. Um, ends in a good match. Um, Four Horsemen, nineteen ninety six. You have Paul Roma uh, join the Four Horsemen, um, which I think it's Flair, Arn, Roma, Wyndham. I think it's that. Uh, Paul Roma. <laughs> Uh, even Triple H says the job guy from WWE Four Horsemen what and you know even Gene Okerlund says you know you, whenever you're putting stuff up in space you know like or uh, time capsule or whatever you're going to go Flair Arn Anderson Blanchard Wyndham dot 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 Paul Roma go like no I don't think so in fact it was Double A that said that sorry um, but um Paul Roma, you know, like, just basically trash talks about Flair and says that, you know, like, he didn't want to walk around pulling his underpants around. Sorry, Rick, I wasn't like that, you know, and just made fun of his age and things like that. Jeff Jarrett was in the Four Horsemen. Um, terrible. Orange Retirement, which, um, was, you know, Mr. Perfect, uh, Kurt Henning taking his spot, and then that, again, is a swerve to do with the NWO and Eric Bischoff. Bischoff, there's a whole big section here to do with, um, they're in Greensville, North Carolina, um, Flair, or at this time, it's, it's, what's his name, Mongo McMichael, or whatever he is called, the announcer, he's in it, uh, JJ's there, Benoit's there, Malenko's there, Arn's there, and they're talking and then they introduce Flair. Flair's very emotional, as you've all seen in probably his Hall of Fame or anything. Um, he's um, there. Uh, Bischoff comes out and says, you know, like, you're done. Um, just basically would you use the Four Horsemen very spor- uh, sporadically, you know, feud with a couple of people and then put them away again, bring them out, put them away again. So they never really gained any momentum. And then that was whenever they... You know, Flair wanted to break up the Four Horsemen because there wasn't um, any need for them. He, he was actually 
um, had left, I think. I think he was out there on a um, suspension or something like that. But um, it's a really, really good um, DVD to watch. You know, you have things um, like extra matches, like um, and um, different uh, promos. So you have War Games: Four Horsemen versus Dusty Rose, Doctor Death, Steve Williams, Lex Luger, Nikita Koloff, and Paul Ellering. Uh, I think it was Luger that um, messed up. Um, J.T. Dillon's shoulder Arn Anderson Tully Blanchard versus Sting and Nikita Koloff uh, Arn, Ander- Arn Anderson versus Ric Flair from Fall Brawl in 95 so yeah a very very good set there um, Paul's asked me to do another TVD but um, I think that'll probably do it for now since um, this is going to be um, near enough an hour long um, you'll be finding folks that um, we're trying to crank these out um if I don't get stuff from Silver Vision, I will be just reviewing some older DVDs, say like um, Royal Rumble 2007, that kind of thing there. Um, what I'll be doing then is um, putting it up on YouTube. Um, if you're on YouTube, my channel is Vintomania. Um, I do like just um, videos, you know, like if I've got DVDs through or if somebody's asking me, like I know uh, Martin Steins was asking me to do my top five, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, bored myself, uh, top five um, autobiography kind of DVDs, which I've yet to do. Um, so, the time of recording this, maybe I've done it. Um, but yeah, uh, they, these are being recorded and then putting up quite later, so I might put them up on YouTube. I might actually put this one up on YouTube today um, with Haley's um, interview or review there. But and, as I said, any DVDs uh, you want to see reviewed, head over to Ventomania. You can see my collection there. Any DVD you want me to have a review of, um, certainly do that. Uh, obviously, Roy Bradfield um, asked for the Mr. Perfect one, which it did. Paul York asked for this, so. Um, for the uh, Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen so that's no problem um, if you are on Twitter you can follow the show at WrestleShock316 you can follow myself at Vinto316 and Mike Lacey at MLacey91 uh, also Healy um, Healy the Tiny on Twitter and X Swanton Girly X there uh, as well um, before I go um, if you are a fan of um, art and stuff and um, if there's different people I know there's a lot of people that love to collecting like wrestling art um, hold on while I try to bring it up here I should be more prepared but apologies for this uh, I didn't know I had so many tweets here no, that's not it uh, there's a gentleman on Twitter um, who um, posts some pictures of his really really good drawings does commissions as well uh, if you want to get in touch with him um, regarding that you can certainly do that uh, his name is Rob Schamberger and if you want to follow him on Twitter it's at Rob S-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-G-E-R or you can go to his website www.robshamburger b-e-r-g-e-r dot com have a look at his art there um, he does as I say he does uh, commissions tell him Retroshock sent, um, sent you to him um, you never know you might get a discount I'm not saying you will but you never know but yeah any DVDs you want to see reviewed let me know that'll be fine um, stay tuned on to Operation Retroshock feed with 
myself and Alan Price um, are doing um, reviews there, review of video games. Obviously, we'll probably do an E3 one as well. So, yeah, stay tuned. A lot more coming on. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Hope to join you all in the ring next time uh, for another episode of Shock Reviews. That's it. I'm out of here. Peace! Defined Hardcore Oh my god E-C-W The small renegade organization That changed the face of an entire industry Forever We're gonna break every rule in the business Now Re-enter the land of extreme with ECW Unreleased Volume 1, a collection of brutal battles from the infamous ECW Arena never before released to the public, including over 20 full-length matches. Frog Splash! Good night! ECW was innovative. It was game-changing. It was the battleground of extreme.